Hi, I'm Jeff Ray, your host for Economic Outlook. Welcome to our program. We're back in the studio today for another great show. We hope you'll make plans each week to join us as we discuss the region's most important economic development initiatives with a panel of experts. 2021 was a record year for the RV industry and 2022 is on pace to be the second or third best year on record for RV shipments. We're taking a deep dive into the RV industry and talking about why it's such a critical driver for the local economy, coming up on Economic Outlook. The RV industry is a $140 billion industry with a large part of that happening right here in Northern Indiana. Next year, some 65 million Americans plan to go RVing as the industry has grown significantly over the last 20 years. On our show today, we'll learn more about what's happening in the RV space and take a closer look at some of the major advances in the industry with Chris Steger, the president and CEO of the Economic Development Corporation of Elkhart County, and Greg Four, a partner at RV Business Magazine and Woodall's Campground Management Magazine and past chairman of the Recreational Vehicle Industry Association. Gentlemen, thanks. Appreciate you being here. Thank you. Good to be Thank here. Yeah, us. well, we've wanted to talk RVs for a while. Obviously, it's a tremendous um, economic impact in our area. Chris, maybe we'll start with you. So talk a little bit. So we talked about our Elkhart being the RV capital of the world. Talk about the economic impact of, a, of an industry like the RV industry. Well, you know, nationally, uh, I, I believe uh, that uh, the industry has continued to grow. Uh, the uh, impact now is uh, $140 billion, uh, annually. Uh, so what started out as a cottage industry 50 years ago here in Elkhart County has grown to be super big business. Yeah. Greg, let me come your way. So, Because I'm curious, I, like I'm not sure I understand the origins a little bit. So how, how, how does this industry... Um, get founded in Elkhart County and emerge and grow into the economic powerhouse that it is today? Well, Give us some uh, you know, historically, and I'm a little bit older than Chris, but <laughs> it, historically it, it, it began, as Chris said, as a cottage industry, but it, it began in pockets around the nation. <clears throat> as, as those pockets grew, we went through periods of economic uncertainty and so on, and it, the business was up and down and there was consolidation. As the consolidations continued over time, uh, they always came back to manufacturing centers, which for the longest period of time was Southern California and Elkhart. Uh, and with the business environment in Southern California being what it is, which is not great, most 80% now is in Elkhart. So it's really a transition of consolidation and economic uncertainty over time. Great. Chris, talk a little bit about the conditions that made the business climate here in Elkhart um, uh, help the RV industry thrive over the years. Well, it, I think it's a combination of a number of elements. First, the entrepreneurial spirit that a lot of the company owners had uh, coming out of the gate. Secondary, secondarily, I think that uh, our labor forces, uh, you know, I'll stack them up against anybody uh, relative to their work ethic and their ability to, to uh, uh, produce this product. So. And, uh, you know, logistically, uh, we're in an ideal place uh, nationally where we can touch uh, a lot of the country within 24 hours. So it's a, it's a great place to uh, produce RVs. So, so, Greg, we talk about the RV capital of the world. Why, why, did, we, why did, did we get that moniker? Where, where did that come from? Well, I think it, it came for a lot of reasons. One is, you know, we used to have the world's largest RV show here. And, you know, for years it started back in the 50s in Elkhart with an RV and mobile home show. It was primarily a mobile home show and it transcended into an RV show over time. 
the large percentage of units that are built here, the entrepreneurs that grew up and expanded from here. So the supplier base that grew in the same general geographic area. So if you're gonna build RVs, you had to be involved in Elkhart in some manner. You were either building them here, buying parts here, getting talented uh, management from here. So it became, in fact, the RV capital of the world. Great. And what, either one of you, what, what percentage of RVs that are made, would you say, are made here in Northern Indiana? 80% are made in El, the greater yeah. Elkhart area, LaGrange, Elkhart, yeah. you know, Goshen. Great. So, uh, Chris, talk to maybe briefly about that, the geography a little bit, because this is sort of the communities that the RV industry benefits in Elkhart County and, and around, both from the making RVs and suppliers. What's the geography look like in the communities that are involved in this space? Well, you know, if you think about, uh, you know, when RV started, when our proximity to Detroit was very important because uh, of the technologies that are utilized. Uh, you know, I think right now in uh, Elkhart County, we have about 684 companies that are affiliated with the production of an RV unit. So there's a lot of people uh, making a, a large variety of products uh, here some of which go to the automotive space, some of which go to the boating space, so it's, it was natural for us to be uh, very good at this. Great. So, so Greg, I'm going to uh, come back your way, and um, l let's talk about the consumer side for a little bit. So, so you know, when I look, at it, it, it sounds like, um, in particular, the last 20 years have been a, a, a real boom, some 60% more owners now than, than before. Tell us a little bit about what's happening on the consumer space and consumers' sort of interest in this product being made right here? Yeah, it's a, it's a number of things, Jeff. It, uh, one is the continued evolving of the RV product. Uh, it, while in some ways it's the same as it was 30 or 40 years ago, in many ways the product features, the product types have evolved to attract a different buyer type as society has changed. So I think it continues to look for ways to attract new people to the products uh, to meet the needs of these different demographics. We, we have today uh, over 10% of the households in America own RVs. That continues to climb and to grow. It's not a fast growth, it's a pretty slow growth, uh, but it continues to climb. That's the important part. The other important part is that uh, over 20% of the ownership is in ages 18 to 34 which is a, a, a big change from as short ago or you know, 20 years ago, okay, where the, where the demographics are moving to younger people. That also forces changes in the product, okay, to keep them involved and to keep them excited about uh, the RV product. They all, they all like the outdoors. They all like leisure activities. They all like taking their kids. They all like those things. How do they do it? There's a lot of ways you can do it. RVs is one, and it's probably the most popular one if you add all the other ones together. Yep. Greg, I'm going to stick with you for a second. So uh, we, we've talked on the show many times just in the last couple of years about pandemic and pandemic's impact on different kinds of industry. What kind of impact did the pandemic have on the RV industry? Well, we thought it was going to be a death knoll okay, going in, uh, but many industries thought the same thing. Uh, it, what it turned out to be was a panacea unmatched in the history of the RV industry. 
where uh, vehicle shipments and vehicle retail registrations went to levels which we may not see again for quite some time as people bought and used RVs to get away from the pandemic issues of being not being able to go to work, not being able to go to school, not being able to attend large events. So, so they turned to RVs to experience life outside their home because everything else was taken away. So it ended up being a boom for the RV industry and shipments went up over 600,000 units in our greatest year and retail registrations were almost the same. Now that sugar high, okay, mm-hmm. is now over, all right? So we're gonna decline back to more normal levels. Sure, great. Guys, we're going to take a quick break here. We're going to go out into the field. We were at the RV show last month. Um, George Lepinotis, my co-host, is out for an inside look at RVs. George, let me toss it to you. Thanks, Jeff. I'm in Elkhart, Indiana, the home of the RV industry, and I'm joined today by a national transportation expert, Mike Caudell. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule here today. We're at an RV show here in Elkhart at the Hall of Fame. But before we get to that part, tell our viewers a little bit about yourself, even though they probably know who you are. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a national transportation expert. I get to cover, I'm like, a, I'm like a two-year-old kid, right? Like, I get to cover matchbox cars. So I love the RV industry, I love cars, and I've been covering them my whole life. So as you continue progressing in life, you start to learn more and more about the engineering side and the mechanical side. And to be honest, I'm just happy to be here in Elkhart talking about RVs, which is a passion of mine. Right, so, you know, we're both car guys, but that is an extension you get into the RV industry. Yeah. And we are, as I said, in the home of the RV industry. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about this show and, and, and the state of affairs. You said before we went on air, you'd wow me with some numbers. Yeah, I'm going to wow you with some numbers. So most people look at economic impact in relation to an industry, and that's how they base the financial you know, responsibility of that industry, where are they at? So the RV industry as a whole is a $140 billion annual industry. There are a million RVs in the last two years that have been made right here in Elkhart, Indiana. So uh, as we were talking, you know, Elkhart may to some seem small, but Elkhart in the world of economic impact is massive as far as the RV industry goes. Yeah, and you know, I think our viewers being local and regional here in the Michiana region, as we call it, based in and around Elkhart, have long understood that Elkhart is a big economic driver of our region. What is it that you see on the horizon as a product guy, as yeah. a consumer product guy? Uh, what do you see on the horizon, the RV industry, that's going to make that next step, take yeah. them to the next level? Yeah, you know, if there's one thing we learned with the pandemic is that people wanted to pause. You know, it was a shift in the world where some industries struggle, but not the RV industry. So what we've learned is that the average median age of an RV buyer is gone from 53 to 33. That's a 20-year swing in age. So what does that mean? Trends. People want to have offices built in RVs, and I've had a chance to look at some of them, right? So now you got an office in your RV. You can go out, awesome. enjoy the adventure, and you can also be a part of getting your work done because many people are working from the road. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, in, in, in the past, as, as, as the economy has uh, gone up or gone down and cost of, of energy prices has fluctuated, the RV industry can sometimes be affected by that. We know there's an electric car revolution going on. Do you think that's going to affect this space? 
You know, the RV industry is incredibly nimble and mobile. You know, you have travel trailers that are, you know, what you pull behind a vehicle. You have what are called class A's and class B's. Those are drivable units. There's a lot of diversification in the industry. So you're asking about electric. Electric will impact the RV market, but what I'm finding here in Elkhart for this show is that everyone's in integrating in modern technology. So having solar panels on top so that you can be off grid, right? Things that make it easier to camp while you're thinking about the environment, you're not consuming energy by simply something like a, a power top, you know, with, with uh, solar on top. That's awesome, yeah. And as you talk about some of those innovations that we've seen in broader sectors of the market as they hit the RV industry, sure. is, is, there, is there a part of that or is there something that you're most excited about? Something that you see, I mean, we're standing behind a, a 50 year old camper. Yeah, yeah. What's that next thing that you really feel like that's the, that's something that I think is going to drive market share? Yeah, you know what? I really do like electric vehicles. And, and I know that there's like this, like, should we go electric or should we not? And in the world of RV, I think you can have your cake and eat it too. You can start, you're going to start seeing mild hybrids integrated into the industry. You're going to start to see plug-in hybrids integrated into the industry. And in some instances, you're going to have RV makers that are building electric vehicles into the industry. Electric vehicles themselves are amazing. It's the infrastructure that's struggling. And here's a great example, KOA, Campgrounds of America, they now have more than 40 locations out of their 538 that have all electric power stations for your RV. So they're forward thinking. We're gonna see that integrate into the RV industry as well. That's awesome. Now, we talk about the product, we talk about that lifestyle, that off-grid lifestyle. Is that, is that something that you're actually seeing? Are, are, are these RVs being used off-grid? Is, is that part of the allure? I have seen more travel trailers here and RVs here that are meant to go off-road. I mean, every single RV maker is showcasing something that goes off-road. I mean, you and I were laughing. You're in the suit and I'm in the <laughs> RV gear, right? I'm normally in the suit, but you have to, you have to live, live it, right? Yeah. The lifestyle, you have to embody it. And you're going to see more people that want to get off the road, uh, off-grid, off-road, and get a chance to like just look up and see stars. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, you know, as a final question for you, mm -hmm. you've been a lot of places covering a lot of things. What is it about Elkhart, Indiana, you think, that makes this such a vibrant part of this industry and, and really established? I mean, there's just no rival to it, is there? Yeah, I, I will tell you that being patriotic is part of this. America is part of this. The RV industry is still one of the most American-made industries in the United States. I've been to the Keystone Manufacturing Facility. They turn out 36 Montana fifth wheels a day. I think that this, this part of the country, it just screams America. And it, it makes me feel proud to be an American, to be in Elkhart. I come up here a couple times a year. The people are great, the food is great. I just, it's exciting to be a part of something that still feels like a little bit of what our past was, right? Yeah. We're all friends. You walked right in, we, we greeted each other. Yeah. It's a warm community. Thank you, Mike. Uh, thanks for being with us today. And by the way, thanks for showing me how it's done professionally. <laughs> uh, Jeff, you know, it's a great day here for those of our viewers that maybe haven't seen the RV show in the past at the RV Hall of Fame. Mike's right, it is a slice of Americana and probably nothing more homegrown than an Elkhart. Great, George, thank you, appreciate it. Glad you got a chance to go over to Elkhart and see some of what was happening over there. Chris, we talked uh, with George a little bit about just sort of technological advances. I, I would call it on the end 
user side. RVs are, consumers are demanding more, as Greg was saying earlier, uh, and especially as they're becoming younger. But let's think about the production. This is a big employer you know, for you over there. The production of RVs was historically pretty labor intensive. Talk about what's happening on the, on the technology side on producing RVs these days and, and the developing the workforce. One of the things that we're seeing in all the projects uh, across even the, su the supply chain and the OEM manufacturers is a really uh, large increase in the utilization of automation and, um, and, and training culture, I think, is, is also being changing in, in the companies where you, you largely in the past had a production level employee. Now uh, we see OEMs uh, upskilling uh, production level employees, uh, creating better uh, career pathways for those employees over time. Uh, we're seeing the implementation of a lot of the digital technologies that the 18 to 35 group really loves. Uh, you know, integration of uh, Bluetooth into uh, operational systems and, and, and uh, better lighting uh, and better mat uh, materials just in, in how those things are constructed. Great. It's neat to see some of, of that's happening. I appreciate chatting about that. So, Greg, I'm going to come back your way. We, we kind of, so we're all about, you know, kind of jobs, economy, impact. We talk about, you know, this is, is one of the bigger industries, obviously one of the, probably the biggest in our region, one of the biggest in the state. Talk a little bit about the economic impact uh, that we feel well, from the, the RV it, industry. You know, we talked about national impact. Yeah. You guys talked about a number. Yeah. Uh, in, in the state of Indiana, uh, and there's numbers available to get it down to the county, but I don't have those. But in the state, the direct impact, not counting any indirect, which economic studies do, this is just the direct impact. There's a, it's a $22 billion impact in the state of Indiana. It employs 60,000 people in the state of Indiana, $4 billion in wages in the state of Indiana. So when you remember that that's almost all in three or four counties in the state of Indiana, the impact here is, uh, uh, you know, we'd be in, we'd be in a bad place right. without that, and it's it's developed over time and replaced other industries mm -hmm. the employees have. So, uh, it continues to grow in its impact. I don't think it's going anywhere, um, but Chris makes a good point about the technology, the, uh, the computerization and heavy equipment and heavy machinery coming into the supply base. Uh, they need people that are trained on that. Ivy Tech just opened up a, mm -hmm. a robotic center, which is being um, used to train people on heavy machinery. And, uh, and boy, do we ever need that. Uh, we need people trained. There's still a talent shortage. Right. So uh, let, let's build on that for a quick second. Chris, come your way. So ma make the elevator pitch. Somebody who's, uh, who is unsure about um, what they want to do, career-wise, why would they, why, why should they come to Elkhart County and consider a job in the RV industry? Well, you know, for 20 years in, in this country, uh, I think our schools focused on college education and they didn't think about trades. Well, that's left us in a kind of a, a bad situation now where uh, we don't have the tradesmen that we need. Uh, anything that you want to do, uh, or any education that you get at college, you could either be an engineer, an accountant, all those people are employed in an RV facility. You could be uh, a marketing person. Uh, we have all those jobs. So really, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're not as dusty and dirty factories as you, as you might, want to, might once thought they were. Uh, and there's plenty of opportunities and uh, 
great ability to earn uh, a really, really world-class wage and, 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 and stay in an area that's uh, uh, where you grew up and that you love. Right. Some, some great things happening. Just being downtown Elkhart recently, I, I think that you've got a lot great happening there. Let's talk briefly just about um, just sort of where, where production is now. So, so for example, when I'm reading 2021 was a phenomenal right. year. 2022 is going to be um, uh, one of the top years ever, probably second or third, maybe, I think is, is what I was seeing. Um, Beyond, I think people are starting to worry. Uh oh, you know this. The RV is always this indicator. Well, yeah, Tell yeah. us a little bit more about like looking into the future. Yeah, good, Jeff. I, I certainly when people do comparative analysis, it, it, no different than when we went from four hundred thousand units three or four years ago to six hundred thousand units last year. The, the comparative analysis was wow, fifty percent increase in like three years. Well, we're going to have a 50% decrease in three years. Only it's not going to be 50, but it's going to, it, it's going to go from 600,000 back to 400,000, probably by next year, 2023. Um, and that's what the official forecast is, right at 400,000. It all depends on retail registrations to a great extent. Right now, um, for the fourth straight month in September, the retail registrations have been higher than wholesale shipments. So e even though um, sales have slowed, we are still retailing more units than we're wholesaling. So the, but at the, at the beginning of this year, we were building at a rate of 700,000 units a year, okay? So we replaced inventories in four months. Well, now the dealers are, going back, trying to right-size their inventory, right-size their product mix, because they didn't buy all the right stuff, okay? Because, you, you know, you don't know. Right. And, the, and the buyer's changing, all right? So we're selling off inventory in the field. So it's gonna stabilize production, but it's not gonna stabilize until the first of the year. It's gonna be a tough couple months here. So that's the reality. Sure. But the future looks a lot better right. than day before yesterday. Yeah, I say even okay. some of those numbers you're talking about are back to sort of uh, still put it as big production years. So yeah, exactly. I, I think that's great. So right. Chris, in our last, as we're starting to wind down a little bit, so just a quick supply chain question. So, so um, we hear in automotive, you know, the shortage of microchips, the shortage of materials. Has the RV industry wrestled with some of the same things? Has it been hard to make RVs because they couldn't get pieces of the supply chain? Very, very challenging uh, across the board, and we probably recognized it before other places in the country recognized <laughs> yeah. it, and coming out of it, we're still, um, you know, still trying to recover uh, from that, uh, but, uh, you know, all the raw materials, uh, you know, that, that are used, aluminum and things like that, uh, you know, uh, all industries are struggling to get those things right now. Yeah. Chris, I'm going to stay with you, so as we're um, wrapping up in our last three minutes or so. Um, the, the tagline used to say more than corn in Indiana, there's more than RVs in, in Elkhart County. Talk to us, about, so although RV is a critical driver, talk to us about a couple other quick things that are happening in Elkhart County that we should be aware of. Well, we've got, uh, you know, uh, great uh, recently, uh, you know, the ready grants were awarded in the, in the state of Indiana. We've got the 
quite a few different uh, new projects coming. Uh, as you can see, we've got a construction boom going on. It's been going on for four to five years, and uh, uh, we, we don't see that slowing down in the immediate future. We have a, a lot of great projects. Uh, if you, uh, you referenced the downtown area. Uh, if you've not been downtown, we invite you to come down and, and see Elkhart. It's quite, quite a different uh, town than it was e even five years ago. Greg, as we're wrapping up our RV discussion, so talk, talk about um, resources. So, so you're involved in a couple of different things: the the RV Business Magazine, the Campground Management right. Magazine. Talk about some resources out there for folks who who maybe are unfamiliar or just we've piqued their interest today into thinking about an RV. Um, help them understand where they'd plug in to learn more about RVs. Probably the best place to go as a starting point is uh, uh, GoRV.com. Um, it is a, a, a pretty complete website that talks about all types of RVs. It talks about what you can do with your RV. It talks about uh, the, dealer, uh, the, the dealer distribution system. It, it, it talks about all those things. And it'll lead you to other places. But that's a really, really good starting point. That's where I would go. Okay, good. Let's, let's talk briefly, so gas prices of jumped obviously we saw the impact years ago with suvs and stuff but what's happening in the fuel efficiency side on on uh, on the rv space uh, let me address that real quick yeah. uh, one there, there, there's two different aspects of that there's towable rvs and, and motorized rvs on the motorized side the the chip problem that you brought up is has curtailed production for longer than it has on the, uh, the non-motorized side. So today the motorized backlogs are still pretty good. Um, plus the move to what we call class B conversions, class B vans with living quarters uh, uh, and living systems have become much more popular. They're much more fuel efficient. Uh, you know, there are gas mileage in the teens and, yeah. uh, and there's diesel products and, okay. and uh, so there are products you can buy to become more fuel efficient. I'm going to have to wrap it there, Greg. I'm sorry. We're, that, we're out of time. Fine. Guys, thank you for our discussion. Great stuff happening. That's it for our show today. I want to thank you for watching on WNIT or listening to our podcast. To watch this episode again and any of our past episodes, you can find Economic Outlook at WNIT.org or find our podcast on most major podcast platforms. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Please join us next week as we continue to cover the region's most exciting and important topics that affect you. I'm Jeff Ray. I'll see you next time. WNIT local production has been made possible in part by viewers like you. Thank you.